not going to count him out. I think this is a great matchup. For the win. Brady Fielder has done it. He needs 85 and three quarters, and he definitely got it there. Koalas and kangaroos for everybody. <laughs> hey, that was a great ride right there from Brady Fielder. He should be all over. Close to 90 mark. That was a great 91 points right here. That is amazing. His 91. The Australian bull rider just made history. Fresh off winning the team's championship as a Texas Rattler, Brady Fiedler just got his very first career event win in the UTV series. And we've got more big headlines right here, right now on PBR Now. Welcome into the Cowboy Channel Studios in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Fianchin Stinger alongside Luke Kaufman. And Luke, the race to the gold buckle in 2024, it is on and it's getting pretty interesting already. Yeah, it's in full swing. We're, we're not even into uh, Christmas yet, and we've already four events in. Uh, this is really kind of the last break that these guys are going to have. If you think about it, this Christmas break coming up, Starting in Albany next week, these guys are going 18 weeks straight all the way to the World Finals. They have one little brief break there at the beginning of May before we come back here to Fort Worth and crown another world champion. So uh, the race is on. The race is on. It's going to be bull time all the time. We want to get you right into the re-ride coming off of Manchester. It was electric leading into round three. We want to start off with some of the top rides that helped us determine that event win for Brady Fielder. We're starting off Luke with Alan DeSosa. Yeah, Alan, you know, over the last three weeks, talking about the early start of the season, Alan's really turned a switch. He's really came here to ride, come back from Brazil, and focused his full attention on riding on the Unleash the Beast. He was one of only three guys, these three guys that we're going to see right here, to ride all three bulls in Manchester and a great effort to finish third on the weekend. That's right. Kaike Pacheco, he is back after injury. This was his season debut, and he made sure that his debut was one we won't soon forget. Yeah, the return of the Iceman, and hats off to the guy that knows his body that understands that when he's ready he's ready you know we didn't see a lot out of him out of the team season because he just wasn't quite prepared he, he wasn't a hundred percent and he knows his body well enough to to stay on the sideline until he is that's right well this was the moment because Kaiki Pacheco was holding on to that number one spot until until Brady Fielder did this in round three yeah 91 points on smokestack I mean this is, this is a bull that if you ride in, in those moments, if you get to pick that bull in the championship round, you're going to be 91 points. And you know, But Brady did his job the rest of the weekend as well, riding his first two long-round bulls, and he came out on top you know, a good five-and-a-half points over oh the ice. Oh, my gosh. Field. That was a huge win for him. We're going to talk to him in just a few minutes. But before that, we want to take a look at the results here. You see Brady Fielder, he gets that event win. Kaiki Pacheco, number two. Allen, we saw his ride. He is number three. But we've got some other guys in the top five that are making a huge push. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of those new names. You know, we talked to Paulo Krimmer the other day, and he he talked about the, the rookies and the new faces. You know, the Philippe Furlans, the Flavio Zivietis. All of these guys are really kind of stepping to their own because this is the moment where those young rookies really have the opportunity to step up and jump out into the standings. People like Austin Richardson, right. Hayden Bunch, all of those guys. You see the you see the household names. You see the Casio <laughs> Diaz's and the Jose Vitor's. Like, they're all in there holding strong, but, man, hats off to the rookie class as we can do a great hats job. Hats off to the rookie class. And that young man above, uh, on top of the standings, Casio Diaz, he came into the team series, took it by storm. He is continuing that powerhouse bull riding right now. But we want to take you behind the shoots with Pendleton Whiskey with the man himself who just came off that big event win. Brady Fielder, thank you and welcome to PBR Now. We're so glad you're with us.
Absolutely. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I want to take you right back to that ride aboard Smokestack because you needed to post that eight seconds in order to get the event win. To me, it looked like as soon as you left the shoot, you knew you had it. Uh, yeah, it's just such a great ball to get on. I knew I uh, had the opportunity to make the most of it. All, all I had to do was uh, just control myself and get the job done. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, the momentum that you've been having. You know, you won big with the Texas Rattlers just a couple weeks ago. We talked to you, you know, right before that. I feel like you've been on here a lot lately. <laughs> yes. So winning with the Texas Rattlers, getting your first career UTB win, everything's falling in place for you, man. What? How, how does it feel? I mean, is it too good to be true, or are you just you just riding the wave right now? Yeah, just riding the wave, really. Uh, just keep. I'm just staying focused and uh, keep working at it, and uh, hopefully better myself each and every day. You know, Brady. One of the things I've noticed about you in terms of how you approach bull riding is you have so much focus on the dirt, but off the dirt, man, you know how to have fun. I mean, you have a great sense of humor. How does that translate into the balance? Because your coach has said the Texas Rattler team, we do what we need to do when we get on the dirt, but there's something that you guys are doing off the dirt that helps you balance the emotion and the focus. What is that? Uh, I don't know, really. It's To me, it's just staying true to yourself and uh, doing what you need to do each and every day, and it seems to be working out for me. So let's talk a little bit about your success as an Australian bull rider. Uh, a lot of Australians in the news lately as far as bull riding is concerned. Uh, I, I want to talk specifically about Troy Dunn getting inducted into the Bull Riding Hall of Fame. Talk about Troy Dunn and your influence as a world champion bull rider that Troy was coming from Australia, coming here to the United States, and you're trying to follow in the same footsteps. What's a guy like that been uh, motivational in your career? Uh, yeah, just uh, seeing fellow Australians, you know, to achieve achieve those um, achievements, it's uh, good to see for me, and uh, it's quite inspiring, really, because just knowing that you can do it. Can we get an Aussie, Aussie, Aussie? Because I got to ask before we go. <laughs> <laughs> Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. I love it. Brady Fielder, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations. Much continued success. And Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you guys. All right. Thank you. We've got a lot more coming up when we come back. Our weekend warrior making sure his season debut is one we won't soon forget. And the rankest rides from the weekend. Stay tuned. Saw 
you just saw the year that Kaiki Pacheco won the 15 for 15 battle in New York. And then that same year, he went on to win the world title coming off Manchester Luke. He was three for three, comes in second place, but he had a season debut that was absolutely stellar. Yeah, the one thing about New York City, it, it kind of sets the bar for the entire season. Yeah. You know, we, we've, we're going to be five events in before we get to New York City in January. But New York City, something about Madison Square Garden, it, it's a whole other level of energy, of excitement. Um, a lot of guys have won that event to go on to win world titles because that momentum, you know, it, it being a major uh, yeah. with more points, more money available, that really can just push that guy over the th threshold to ultimately get a world title. Yeah, and what and what Kaike did in Manchester, that is why he is our Kubota weekend warrior. He went three for three, second place. And mind you, he's coming off a UTB season where he did not even compete in the world finals, and he ended the last year at number three. Yeah, I think Kaike is really methodical, and I think this was a really planned return to competition. You know, he didn't... He didn't come back in St. Louis, you know, where the bull power might have been, you know, too much for him before he was 100%. You know, the the thing about the bull power in New England, it's it's pulled down just a little bit. You can see these are the perfect type of bulls to, to, to really test your body, to see yep. if you're ready to get back into things. And then if you qualify to the championship round, you're going to get on a bull like like Smokestack, like right. he did, you know, to go, or excuse me, to a Lapua for, to be 85 and three-quarter points. Like, that. that's the type of, that's the type of momentum in the, in the block building that you need to get back after an injury like that. Well, he passed that test. Yeah. He's ready to go. He has no doubt a championship buckle in his sight. So congratulations to Kaiki Pacheco, our weekend warrior. Speaking of bull power, let's talk about the Power Bowl this weekend. It is legend with a bull score of 45 and three quarter points. It's nice to see this bull coming in back on top. Yeah, you know, between legend and, and between smokestack uh, from Blake's to sharp, you know, he brought an entire semi of bulls up yep. there to, to New England. And it was it was great to see the bull power really stand out. We talked about smokestack and the 91 point effort, but 45 and three quarter points that legend marked. And that's uh that's one of the better scores that we've seen legend have really since the beginning of this year. You know, he spent some time. I think Blake's uh, kept him at home for a little yeah. bit. We yeah. saw him a little bit off and on of the team series, but it's good to have Legend back in the in the fold. Well, you saw him just explode out of the shoots. I mean, he had that explosive jump right away, and then he turned left, and that was all he wrote in terms of Legend. Here are the bull standings as they are right now. Man-hater flying wired. There's Legend at number three. Smokestack right behind him. We've got Mike's motive to round out the top five. This is going to be a pretty fun bull race when we talk about our animal athletes and just the quality of athleticism that they're bringing to the sport. Yeah, and they give you an opportunity to get quite a bit of rides, too. There, There's a lot of buck-offs on there, but there are a lot of big qualified rides, which are the moments that we live to see. That's you know, right. We, we want to see big bull power, but we also want to see the guys ride, ride these big bulls as well. Well, let's talk about some of the guys that rode some of those big bulls in Manchester. We've got our rank rides right now. Let's look at the top four rides, starting out with Eduardo Aparecido on Spooky. 86 and a quarter points. Yeah, Fast Eddie, you know, rolling off of the momentum that he had, you know, going into Johnstown and then after St. Louis as well. Eduardo, like, this could be Eduardo's year, man. He's he's sneaky silent in the yeah. way that he kind of creeps himself into the top ten. And when he does, you know, you know, pending an injury, he'll stay there in yeah. the top ten for the entire season. And he was sneak, uh, sneaky, very, very silent in terms of the power for the Arizona Ridge Riders. So congratulations to him on one of the top rides coming out of Manchester. Number three, Marcio Morea 
and he's on Twisted Feather. This is an 87-point ride. Look at the athleticism from both of those, not just the bull, but from the bull rider. Himself. Yeah, this is a bull that, that the guys love to draw because he's pretty honest about Woo. what he does. And love giving it. a guy like Mauricio, you know, that much-needed boost in that qualified ride. And Mauricio's another guy that's kind of been silent. We didn't see him on the team season, but... He's back in the Unleash the Beast, and we wish him the best of luck for the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, and the crowd loved that one. Here's another one the crowd loved, Philippe Furlan. He, the bull switches it up. He stays in the middle, and he is jump for jump steady as she goes. Yeah, Philippe, you know, after his uh, inaugural season on the team series with the Missouri Thunder, you see him getting out of harm's way there. I think he's going to come into his own, you know, it's great to see these guys riding alongside with, with their fellow riders, you know, with the team series. But, you know, this individual competition, it really lets you stand out and find out who the cream of the crop is, who are the guys that can stand that test of time and who yeah. can take these moments and ride good bulls. Well, talk about taking the moment. We just talked to Brady Fielder. Here is the ride that won him his first ever career event when he needed 85 and three quarters going into this ride. He walks away with 91 points and Luke, he made it look easy. Yeah, he made it look easy and when you have that bull's moves figured out, like, you can't make it look easy, you know, <laughs> and Brady, he, he really does. Hats off to him, you know, you can't can't stress enough how big it is to get your first career win and I, I want to see him take it all the way to Arlington in May. Can't wait to see that as well. All right, talking about the big moments in bull riding. Coming up next, you're going to see some of the ultimate bullfighters from their world finals. We're going to look at some of the video from there, and we're going to talk to the event winner. You won't want to miss that. But first, as we head into the break, we want to watch, want you to watch this from the PBR fan ambassador, Cole Hauser. It is a brand new mini documentary. That's what I'm going to call it because it really speaks to the heart of our sport, what it means to this country, but also what it means to each and every one of us who love this sport so much. Watch. We all have our journeys that we cannot shy away from. For bulls and their riders, these journeys started before they were even born. If you liked the little bit of what you just saw from PBR fan ambassador Cole Hauser, that was just a taste because you can see the entire video coming up on CBS. It's going to debut in just about a week in Albany. When we're in Albany, we actually all got a chance to see it during NFR. It is even more powerful than what you just saw. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's the new campaign for PBR for the 2024 year, you know, voiced, directed, and produced yes. by Cole Hauser. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible. It, it makes you... It gets you in the feels, you know, it, does. it makes you be a passionate fan of bull riding if you've never even been to an event. And I have to say, I'm so proud of my young ladies within Grit and Grace who are such a big part of PBR. They are in the video, so they make a Grit and Grace appearance in the video. So make sure you look out for that. OK, let's change things up. Luke. I want to have some fun here because we're actually going to talk about how you dance on the dirt with the bull. We are talking about the ultimate bullfighting world finals. It actually went down right next to our studios here at the Cowtown Coliseum. And Luke, I have to give you big props. Because this was your event, you took this and you made it so fun, not just for the fans, 
but you made it fun for these guys who were competing. Yeah, we took the 24 best bullfighters in the world, paid it out $150,000, and that guy right there from Medill, Oklahoma, won the lion's share of the prize, ended, ended up his uh, career, we'll talk about that in a minute, with a $30,000 bonus, the World Finals Event Championship. Medill, Oklahoma's Dylan Eidelman joining us from the great outdoors today. <laughs> What's up, brother? How are you, man? How are you guys? It's good being here. So let's let's recap the finals. Let's talk a little bit about how everything played out. It was a six-day tournament-style competition with the 24 best bullfighters in the world. You announced before the final started this was your final event. You were going to be retiring at the end of the year. A lot of emotions there, but yeah. it ended up going your way, and you went out with a bang. Yeah, it definitely was. It was a long six days, and I knew going in there that I was going to announce the retirement, had a good job back home. And it's a long six days. It was $150,000 added, but it was fun. And it was a good time with all the buddies one last time and definitely going to miss it. But it was good, good going out on top. You know, Dylan, you said when you won that you have to live, breathe and eat if you're going to be a bullfighter. And the career you've had has brought so many new fans to this sport. What is it that you want to leave in terms of your legacy as you now step away? You know, my, my legacy when I started this was I had kids and I always wanted to be able to do it long enough for them to go watch it and then to see it. Like, I put my name on this sport and bullfighting. I've done it for 10 years. I've seen all the great places with the TBR. I've been in AT&T Stadium when they did the Globe Life there. Like, I've, I've done what I wanted to do and accomplished it here. And it's just been an honor, like, being able to see all the people and meet all the great people that I've met. If somebody goes to YouTube or goes to Ultimate Bullfighters to try and, and watch some of those clips, they'll see you. Like you said, you went to AT&T during the Global Cup a couple years ago with PBR, been a part of the PBR World Finals events that Ultimate Bullfighters has done, been to Las Vegas. Yes, what are some of the what are the, some, of, some of the most memorable places that you fought Bulls at? Uh, definitely Globe Life. When we did that one there, Globe Life with the Global Cup, uh, we did one in Oklahoma City. You know, that's only an hour from my hometown and did one with the PBR there in Oklahoma City and had so much family there. And the most really memorable one was this finals when I went 91 here in the finals and I had all my family there in the stadium and it really brought me to tears there at the end and had all my buddies there to hug me and congratulate me. Like, it was, it was really a tearjerker and it's very memorable and, like, it'll be one that I'll never forget. We're watching your championship round fight right now. Uh, you were 91 points. You needed to be 88 or better to beat out the eventual world champion for this year, Chance Mormon. Talk about the pressure going after a guy like Chance and uh, being in that moment, needing to be as many points as you had to be. Uh, did you did you just breathe? Did you forget about it? What, what were you thinking before you called for this bull? Man, going out there and being behind Chance is really hard, like for any bullfighter, not just myself. Like It's hard to be behind him when He's going to go out there and set the bar so high. It, it's tough to go out there and beat somebody that's that caliber of an athlete. Um, I kind of just went out there with my mind clear and just wanted to put on the best bullfight I could for my last finals. Um, I, it, was, it was either going to be a wreck or it's going to be a great show. And thankfully, I drew, I drew a bull that was going to be easier than the ones that they had. Cause they had some bulls with some pretty long horns. And luckily, mine was on the smaller <laughs> side. And... And uh, it all turned out great. You know, I kind of went there mind blank just to have fun and put on a good bullfight. And luckily, I came out on top. Well, I just want to say to you, Dylan, you are no stranger to this. You know that part of the fabric of PBR and being a PBR fan is honoring our first responders, honoring our military. So from all of us to you, I just want to say thank you for serving our great country and thank you for protecting and serving. God bless you. Safety and protection as you step into this new chapter of your life. 
Thank you so much, ma'am. Coming up next, you've got Wrapped and the next stops for PBR and the Velocity Tour. Don't go away. Castle looks ready. Wow, centerfold is the center of attention, and Dalton Castle definitely banged up as he took a shot after he was on the ground. All right, Luke, so that's one of those buck-offs that makes all of us just gasp and hold your breath that he's going to be okay. So the good news is Dalton's going to be okay, and he has the holiday break to heal. Yeah, he, he has an extra week off, so he's going to have time to heal his body and get prepared. And if there was a moment to have an injury, I would say it would be at Manchester, so you have that extra week. And, and that's going to be key going into the rest of the UTV season. Here's a look at where we're headed, Albany. Then you see Chicago there. Can't forget Madison Square Garden, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And that's where our first written race event's going to be, actually. So if you want to join us there and then down in Houston. Yeah, and the Pendle to Whiskey Velocity Tour, it cranks up at the start of the year, too. Lexington, Kentucky on one side of the country. Portland, Oregon. We're at the National Western in Denver, Colorado, January 8th through 10th. On to places like Washington, Virginia, Michigan, Nevada. If you throw a dot at a map, you're pretty <laughs> much going to hit a PBR event in the month of January. We're going everywhere. And I love that the Pendleton Tour is going to be in my hometown of Michigan. Yep. So make, make sure all my friends... Join us there. And here is where you can see all of the bull riding action when we resume in Albany. You see it there the 29th, the 30th, and the 31st, all the times. The network's information is there on your screen. There's going to be a lot to watch um, in terms of Albany. Who do you have in terms of who you're going to be watching in Albany? I, you know, I think it depends on who decides to come back after the break. You know, there may be some guys that take advantage of that injury exemption. They, they may stay a weekend out. They may save themselves and rest up for New York. So who knows? Uh, you know, Jose, <laughs> if Jose's there, he's a good pick. I think Eduardo Parasito is still a good shot as well. Right. And, and seeing those young guys, Brady Fielder, I think those are the guys that are going to continue to keep showing up yeah. and continuing to win. And Cassio Diaz is going to try to hold on to that number one spot that he's got right now so there's gonna be a lot to watch we do hope you'll join us but right now we are heading into the holiday break so from luke kaufman from myself from our entire pbr now family to your family merry christmas and happy new year we will see you in albany and we'll see you right back here for pbr now in january <laughs>